Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Seton, what if I told you there's a bacon, then there's number one thick cut, tastes like a touchdown in your mouth bacon? You must be talking about Wright brand bacon because mm-hmm. they are not playing when it comes to the premium quality of their bacon. It's thick cut, hand trimmed, and real wood smoke. Real. And you could tell. So why settle for average bacon when you can have the real stuff? That's right. And if you're looking to upgrade any meal, any meal, try Wright brand bacon. That's called Wright brand bacon. You won't regret it. Experience bacon the right way. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places. You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome to the program. It's hour two on this Wednesday. Dan and the Dan, it's Dan Patrick Show. Mel Kuyper, draft expert, will join us coming up in about 20 minutes. It's the calm before the storm, the day before the day. And we do have a little bit of news, or at least the potential for some news. Some of the uh, college football analyst insiders We've got some tweets that the FBS commissioners are considering expanding the college football playoff from four schools up to double-digit teams. I sense 12 teams is building support, one source told Stuart Mandel. Andy Staples also involved in this as well. We'll talk to Andy coming up next hour. If you look at a 12-team playoff, now if you do the math, 40% of the teams in the NFL make the playoffs. In college football, 9% would make it if you bumped it up to 12 teams. So still, it's the hardest playoff to get into in all of the sports. But if you looked at the 12-team playoff based off of last year, Alabama would be playing Coastal Carolina. First round. Who would have thought in any lifetime we would say, oh yeah, in the playoffs, Coastal Carolina is going to face Alabama. I know 
they would probably get blown out. But you still want to get the chance. College football doesn't give you the chance. There's no March Madness. There's no Butler. There's no George Mason. There's no underdog story. But Coastal Carolina against Alabama. Indiana would play Notre Dame. How good is that? So that's round one, Indiana-Notre Dame. Imagine how big that would be in this state. Because Indiana, it's a basketball school. Now you get to go up against Notre Dame. I know you're going you're gonna to say, well, they have no chance. Or maybe you do pull an upset, and then you get blown out after that. I understand all of that. All you need is one day, one lucky day. And if you're playing each other on a neutral site in a bowl game, that way I can factor in the bowl games. Now I can have more bowl games be more meaningful because, let's face it, the bowl games, there's pomp and circumstance and pageantry and a nice gift bag. But nobody cares. Nobody remembers. Now, it might be bragging rights for a fan base, but imagine if you took the Outback Bowl and it became a first-round destination for one of the playoff games, and then you graduated to the Cotton Bowl. And then after that, you went to the Fiesta Bowl. Then you make all of the bowl games relevant, important, and tune-in factor. Who would be some of the other matchups in the first round? Like you said, they're good. First round, if it was a 12-team playoff, Bama, Coastal Carolina, Notre Dame, Indiana, Clemson, Oklahoma would be a first-round matchup. Those are heavyweights. Then you'd have Ohio State, Cincinnati, another in-state game. That would be juicy in your state. Spicy. Texas A&M versus Georgia. That's awesome. And then Iowa State, Seton's team versus Florida. Yeah, so all it does is it brings more teams in, more conferences in, more money in. And you're able to kind of replenish a lot of these athletic departments. It, it, this is inevitable. Like, for how many years, at least a decade, I fought with Bill Hancock of you know, college football and the, you know, the BCS. He, he, he was the head of the BCS. And I would say, look, Bill, it's expanding. Nobody wants it. None of the coaches want it. And we'd have coaches on, Steve Spurrier. I'd say, Coach, do you want this? They were open to it. Pete Carroll was still at USC. And I remember saying, it's happening. Whether you want it or not, we're going to expand. We went from two to four. And I was on record as saying, I'd be satisfied with four. But given what's happened now in college athletics, the importance of the money to keep other programs alive within an athletic department is paramount. And I do think it's a win-win for everybody involved here. Because you're going to have... Bowl games benefit. Now, you're going to say, well, what about the players? And that's, that's always going to be there. And with Mark Emmerich staying as the head of the NCAA, uh, you're, you're not changing that. You, know, you own your likeness, and you may be able to capitalize, and there may be a cap on how much money you can make, but Mark Emmerich staying in there as the head of the NCAA, we're not paying players anytime soon. Yes, McLovin. I, if you go to 12 teams with the Supreme Court ready to rule on this, there's no way you could, will not be able to pay players. Like, this would be awful optics. They're going to have to pay the players if they do this. Uh, I mean, what is it? They say it's coming out in July. They're going to say that it's antitrust. Yeah. You cannot limit benefits to yeah, players. I know. I know. They, they already gave him name, image, likeness, which is going to be a lot of money to start. Maybe that's enough. Well, that's what they thought. That you got to go, okay, how do we cut our losses here? 
Uh, we'll give you name and likeness. We'll, we'll give you what's yours. We're going to give that back to you. Isn't it interesting that someone like Paige Bucklers can probably make more at UConn than in WNBA if it goes the right way? You can make a fair living here. In man. certain markets, you can. Sure. Certain cities, certain franchises, certain teams, I should say, uh, that you could make you know, a, a pretty good amount of money. Yeah, Paulie. The NCAA is a parent that won't give their kids an allowance but will allow their kid to get a paper route. That's it. They avoid paying the kid by allowing him to work outside the building for his, their money. That's what they're going to do. And by signing Mark Emmert, they're going to ensure that they don't pay players. But the parents also just happen to have all the kids doing all the work around the house. <laughs> exactly. And being like, now go do your paper route to get paid. Welcome to the program already in progress, <laughs> hour two, as we interrupted our draft coverage to uh, bring you that. We'll uh, get to phone calls, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at show. And we have a poll question, McLovin. Are we staying with that poll question for the second hour of the program? Yeah, so though, Paulie wants a side bet. Oh, uh, a side bet. Yeah. Now, keep in mind, we already got some side action yeah. between Seton and McLovin tomorrow night based off Justin Fields. Yeah, the bet, the poll right now is who will win the bet, Seton or McLovin. I have Justin Fields 8 or lower. Seton has some 9 or higher uh, pie per place. 57% say I'm going to win that one. Probably more about Justin Fields. Now, Paulie and I have a side bet. Now, keep in mind, there was a tweet that was just sent out late last hour. And uh, I'm guessing this is from a football reporter. Uh, Yeah, an athletic reporter. uh, The the athletic reporter. Okay. Saying that the Patriots have inquired about moving up to number four overall with the object of desire being uh, Justin Fields. Yeah, I read that. It's a huge blow to my case. Because anything that's reported on the Patriots, the exact opposite always happens. Yeah, but I'm guessing... Nobody has any information for the Patriots that this came from the Falcons to create a market here of, hey, somebody wants Justin Fields. Anybody else want Justin Fields? All right. What else do you have, McLovin? Oh, so Paulie and I, I still bet the payers will get uh, players will get paid in some form based on the fact that the NCAA always loses these court cases. And three years later, like they tried to limit coaches pay. They lost. They tried to limit uh, name image likeness. They lost the Ed O'Bannon case. Now they're doing it. So eventually this Supreme Court case is going to lead to some form of payment. Now, normally I don't do like three-year bets, but I did did do a three-year bet with you on Trevor Uh, Lawrence. Yeah. Three years ago, I said he wouldn't be the number one overall pick. You were just sort of playing the odds that the the quote-unquote sure thing, it wasn't about Trevor Lawrence. It was really the idea that a sure thing is really a sure thing. Yes, because we're usually not sure about a sure thing. Isn't it funny that Trevor Lawrence has stayed at this spot? It's such an uh, anomaly. Yeah, but they all drop. Watson dropped. Tua dropped. Sam Darnold dropped. And we have a bet, and I get a pie to the face on Friday. Assuming that it's definitely happening, right? But then you could be getting pies to the face on Friday as well. See, yeah, you don't have a 15-pie downfall here. It could. Yeah, I only get one pie. If Justin Fields goes like 15, then you're going to get like six pies. Yes, Paul? Uh, quick bet with McLovin. Two years from today, we are still discussing that college football players and basketball players are not getting paid by the university and athletic programs and are only getting money from the likeness stuff. All right. McLovin, do you want that piece? I, I think it takes five years. I think it took like f- five years after Ed O'Bannon for name image likeness. It All takes right. a while. I'll do two years. Whatever. Who cares? We're never going to remember this. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I told Mario he's got to write these things down because we do make these bets in the heat of the moment. And then Mario will come back and say, uh, you know, you, you lost a bet. When? 
Uh, this is like 14 months ago. Oh, okay. You know, there's a Twitter feed, DP Show Bets, that takes uh We'd have no idea who runs it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah, Paul. Doesn't Mario know he's supposed to remember when we lose bets, not when you lose yeah. bets? <laughs> he's, he's been here a while. He should know the policy. Uh, we'll get phone calls coming up. Mel Kuyper, draft expert, will join us. For several reasons, the top quarterbacks are usually gone by number 10. Pick 10. And, you know, the financial structure of the league gives extra incentive on taking a quarterback because the price is reasonable. It didn't used to be reasonable, but you took a quarterback. That didn't mean he played right away. And one of the other reasons is teams at the top of the draft normally need quarterbacks. It's kind of rare when you have a team that has a good quarterback and you're drafting in the top 10. The good teams aren't there. Otherwise, they wouldn't be good. But this year, there are a few teams who uh, are the exceptions to the rule because they're not high up in the draft, but they still need a quarterback. Defense helped Washington and Chicago make the playoffs. They don't have high picks. They signed Ryan Fitzpatrick and the Bears signed Andy Dalton. But you still get the feeling that maybe the Bears are going to be in the market for a quarterback. What about the Steelers? Playoff team, but they got Ben Roethlisberger at the end of his career. Then it becomes a question of price. You know, how much does it take to go up and get Trey Lance or Justin Fields? So don't be surprised if certain teams call around to find out if the answer is maybe yes to a very important question on the ability to move up. Patriots need a quarterback. Bears need a quarterback. Washington football team. See, Washington football team is a good quarterback. Not great. A good quarterback away from being the best team in that division. And they were getting Alex Smith, and they were getting a healthy Alex Smith, and he would still be their quarterback. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the Washington football team was a player in trying to move up. Because if now they got burned by Dwayne Haskins, does that mean you try to go after another Ohio State quarterback? I don't know. Do I look at Justin Fields differently than Dwayne Haskins? I do. Yeah, McLevin. Where would you draft Justin Fields? Well, I'm not asking you to be a scout, but just your like sort of hunch on him because you've said a lot of good things about him this spring. I really like him. I'm trying to figure out what is the big negative here. Like, what is it that we look at and go, we we. We saw too much of Justin Fields and not enough of Trey Lance, but it feels like we value Trey Lance more. And this goes back to what happened with Deshaun Watson. Like, we saw so much of him that we go, okay. Although that didn't hurt Trevor Lawrence. But Zach Wilson, we didn't see that much. And I think that's the great mystery. Mac Jones you saw, but you didn't tune into Alabama to watch Mac Jones. And I think he was right there in front of us. We just didn't notice him. He wasn't featured. And then all of a sudden we started to look at the numbers because, you know, the best player on the field was Devontae Smith. He's not making a play where you go, oh, my God. Like, how many plays did you did watch Mac Jones go? And you go, oh, my God, that's incredible. Like, if you have accuracy and efficiency, nobody's going, oh, my God, honey, you got to come in. Look at the accuracy and efficiency. Sports Center top 10 plays, it might not be Mac, it might be Mac Jones throwing to the actual play is the catch by Devontae Smith. Yeah, see. Somebody had pointed out, though, like sort of defending Mac Jones, 
saying that, yes, is he throwing to like super stud wide receivers? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And how many times did those super stud wide receivers have to make an amazing play to catch the ball? Almost never. Yeah. Well, they might have made themselves open by being incredible talents. Therefore, it made it easier for Mac Jones to throw a football. But, I mean, he still had, I mean, if you're speaking accuracy, right, isn't that sort of what they're getting at, that these dudes, there's none of those, like, jumping, diving, crazy-handed plays. They usually hit the ball, get the ball right in stride. Yeah, I'm looking at a lot of these touchdown receptions by Devontae Smith, and I go, yeah, probably make that one. Yeah, I could probably make that one. I don't know how many of them where you go, boy, he fought off a defender, and he threw off balance, and he found Jalen Waddle. Yeah, but th- there's also never any that's like, well, they really made up for that crappy throw by Mac Jones. That's good for them. You know what I mean? No, well, he had great throws, but I'm guessing that for the second consecutive year, you're going to have two wide receivers from Alabama taken in the top 15. Yeah, McLeod. And don't forget the run game, too. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Najee Harris, like, you got to put a lot of guy linebackers on him, too, so he had a lot of advantages. Although they became a more dynamic offense than they were a great defense. Because normally Saban gives you a running game and defense. And I think when he brought in Lane Kiffin, he understood the seismic shift in college football. And that is, I got to open my playbook here. And, you know, A.J. McCarron became more than just a game manager. You know, Greg McElroy was probably more of a game manager, the type of quarterback that Nick Saban loves. Mac Jones put it up. Tua put it up. And you got all of this talent down there. Why wouldn't you? Just dominate teams offensively. And it used to be, oh, Saban defense. Don't let Saban devise it. If you give him two weeks, he's going to, you know, that's not the case anymore. Yeah, Paul. You're right. If you go back to like 2010-11, I remember Alabama-LSU had a game that was 6-3. to three, And then that 2011 game of the century, the score was 9-6. to six. Yeah. Yeah. Things have changed yeah. in Alabama. And rightfully so. All right. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. I still love this 12-team playoff from last season. Would have been Bama, Coastal Carolina, Notre Dame, Indiana, Clemson, Oklahoma, Ohio State, Cincinnati, Texas A&M, Georgia, Iowa State, and Florida. You're looking for good storylines. You're looking for good TV. And granted, you might get blowouts there. You know, do I still think that Alabama and Clemson are cut above everybody with Ohio State in there? Yes, I do. But if it's a neutral site, And you have that chance. Like all Coastal Carolina is asking is for a chance. That's it. Um, Iowa State, you just want a chance. And it may only happen once every five years, seven years, ten years. But you get that chance. Remember when Hawaii played in a bowl game? And I think they played in the Sugar Bowl. And they got blown out. But they got a chance. And that's all you want. Anybody who competes just wants a chance. Yeah, Paul. There's lots of teams that go in and get people a game. Army took Oklahoma top five to overtime. It was 30, at Oklahoma. At Oklahoma, it was 31 31. Remember about five, six years ago, Navy went into Ohio State. Ohio State was ranked fourth. That game was 14 14 at half. Yeah. If you tell me Coastal Carolina is 14 14 at half with Alabama, everyone's watching. Yeah. It's unlikely, but it's possible. Yeah. So once again, FBS commissioners are considering expanding the college football playoffs from four to double-digit teams, and the sense is 12 teams is building support. You know, these Power Five conference commissioners, they run the sport. It's not the NCAA. Keep that in mind. But also, it's more money to split. 
and it will help out these athletic departments that have been devastated during this past year. We'll take a break. The great Mel Kuyper draft expert will join us coming up next, 19 after the hour here on the Dan Patrick Show. Sleep number. How was your sleep last night? Not to get too personal and get into your bed with you, but did you get a great night's sleep? Because you can. There's science behind what sleep number does. You know, people who get enough quality sleep have more energy. Good quality sleep affects your emotional well-being. Uh, You know, the physical recovery. Sleep helps you, helps us recover fast from exercise and injuries and illness. Deep sleep decreases anxiety overnight. It's important to get seven to nine hours of sleep. Sleep Number does all this research. They also have the best bed. Sleep Number 360 smart bed features uh, the ability to get almost 100 hours more proven quality sleep per year. Sleep IQ data also, you know, points this out. So you're getting more sleep, more quality sleep. Proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. Save up to $1,200 on select Sleep Number 360 smart beds and adjustable bases for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash Patrick. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app, at FSR, or stream us live on the Peacock app. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. 
Hey guys, it's Steve Cavino from Cavino and Rich here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with the new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck... You buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold this value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer. Check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Kentucky Derby, first Saturday in May. This weekend, 147th run for the Roses, Saturday, 2.30 Eastern on NBC. And keep in mind, we've been talking about the possibility of a 12-team playoff FBS commissioners are considering expanding college football playoffs from four to double digits. There are multiple reports on this. Keep this in mind. They'd have to renegotiate the deal. Uh, You know, the playoff, the contract goes through 2026. So they'd have to get with ESPN to be able to do this and renegotiate that contract. But uh, we'll have more on this coming up. Top of next hour. Mel Kuyper, draft expert. The Disney company kicks off its presentation of the draft starting at 8 Eastern on ESPN, ABC, ESPN Deportes, ESPN Radio. Mike Greenberg will host primetime telecast in Cleveland. You have Booger McFarlane. You have Lewis Riddick, Chris Mortensen, Adam Schefter, Susie Kolber. And uh, that'll be ESPN's 42nd NFL draft telecast. Mel Kuyper's been along for the ride for most of those years. In fact, is it is it 40 years you've been doing this, or have you been there since day one, Mel? Dan, I've been doing it for 43, and with ESPN, 38. 38. Uh, what What is your mood like? How nervous are you? Will you be tomorrow night? Uh, not at all. Uh, I think, you know, you look back over the years, Dan, and maybe in the early first couple, you were just apprehensive because you didn't really know kind of what to expect. And then Boomer, you know, Chris Berman kept me at ease. I was with Bob Lee and Chris Berman those first couple of years, and uh, that made it easier. And then after that, Dan, you just get used to You're always nervous when you don't know what to expect. And when you come in, you're 22, 23 years of age and haven't had any experience on television. Obviously, you know, going on an NFL draft show is, a, is, is something that you, you wonder, okay, how do I do it? What do I do? Yeah, I had no idea. I was, there was no way of knowing until you actually did it. So after a year or two, it's, it's obviously the preparation and you know going in. And you talk about it, Dan, so much, as you know, over the course of the year. Yeah. That by the time you get to kind of draft that, you're ready to, ready to get this thing started and find out actually where these guys are going to land. When's the last time you were truly surprised? Every year. Uh, every year. And that's why mock drafts, you do them, Dan, but you want to be surprised. And nobody wants to know what the presents are under the tree on Christmas morning. Nobody, nobody wants to know who's being picked. We know the first two picks in this draft, Dan, and you know, nobody's talking about the Jets and Jacksonville anymore. Once, about a month ago, it's, everybody stopped talking about those two teams and those two picks. Now it was all about the 49ers, and they've kind of kept people guessing a little bit, but we thought Mac Jones, but then it was all about Atlanta at four. So I think when you look at it, it's, 
it's the unpredictability of just about every choice after maybe the first one. And I remember back then the Drew Bledsoe, Rick Meyer. You didn't even know the morning of the draft for sure that Drew was going number one. And there's been other drafts like that. So I just think it's the anticipation that fans have. And the other crazy part for me, Dan, is after the draft, we do a grade show. Okay, we grade the draft. And, yeah, that'll be on Tuesday. And even on Monday when we go through the, you know, the gauntlet of every show talking about the draft, I'll be talking about a player to how I mocked him, not where he actually went. Because in your mind over the last few months, you're thinking, I, pro- I project this player to this team, and I've been pretty consistent with it, but that's not where he actually went. So once he goes there, you've got to kind of reprogram your mind to say, okay, he's not a, he's not a cowboy, now he's a stealer, whatever it may be, Dan. So that, that's on Monday and Tuesday is even more of a challenge than anything you do during the course of the year. But what you did initially was you projected where a player should go or what a team should do. Now it's different in a mock draft. Um, if I said, what should the Jets do at number two overall, would that be different than what the Jets are going to do at number two? Yeah, completely different. I would have kept Sam Darnold and, and utilized that pick by trading down. You say if you're stuck at two, you take the best player on your board, whatever receiver that is, whether it's Kyle Pitts, Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith, whoever it was, I would have gone forward with Sam Darnold. And I think Joe Douglas basically admitted and said that, okay, had we been picking three, that's exactly what we would have done. He fell in love with Zach Wilson, mm. and that's why it was a second pick. He decided to take Zach and trade Sam. Now, how do you like to say been picking third? He would have kept Sam and then utilized that pick to get extra choices, move down a little bit, or use that pick on a, on a receiving entity. So I think it just came down to Joe Douglas's love of Zach Wilson and that tremendous arm talent and that great year he had at BYU to force him away from Sam. Also, resetting the clock. We talked about that, how important that is. But uh, yeah, I would have got the 23-year-old Sam Darnold to go through what he did. I don't think you owed it to him, Daniel, or anybody. Like, it's not fair. It's not about fairness. But it, I think he gets a fresh start. He learned a lot, and he'll be better for it with the Carolina Panthers. And if he's successful there, Carolina should thank the Jets for putting him through that. Peyton Manning and Troy Aikman always told me, you learn by the mistakes. You learn by all the bumpy roads. And that's what Sam Darnold went through in New York, and now he's in Carolina with a completely fresh start he's only he's the same age Dan as Kyle Trask who's in this draft <laughs> what would what should the Niners do I would take Justin Fields, and that's been my second-highest-rated quarterback all along. I was obviously at Josh Allen number one when he went with third quarterback overall. Had Herbert high last year. He went third overall. You think about Jordan Love ahead of Herbert. Uh, you know, Some obviously think that Justin Fields is the fifth quarterback in this draft. I respect all those opinions, and I just disagree. I think he's the, the second-best quarterback. What he did in 2019 is kind of being forgotten. It's kind of being overlooked. It's all about 2020, a COVID but, but year. But you had Jordan Love above Justin Herbert? No, I said some did. I had oh, okay. tried a high grade on her, but some had Jordan Love over Herbert. And, uh, you know, that was where, you know, that happens and things. You know, everybody has different opinions. But, you know, that's why I say Herbert was very underrated. It was taking a lot of, of criticism going to the draft. Josh Allen, I had the number one court. I had a battle on Josh Allen. So I battled on Allen. I battled on Herbert. Like I said, some had moved Jordan Love ahead of him. And I'm battling on Justin Fields, but it lost that battle. But I've said all along, Dan, the quarterback who falls a little bit, like Josh did, like Justin was the third quarterback, Herbert. Justin Fields could be the fifth quarter. Those quarterbacks, Rodgers, go back back in the Roethlisberger, go back to Dan Marino in 83, sixth quarterback in round one. Okay, These quarterbacks that have fallen 
have done pretty well over yeah. the long haul. Not perfect, but they've done pretty well. So it's, 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 maybe it's a chip they get from being overlooked and maybe criticized. I don't know what it is, but those teams have usually benefited from that drop. But they go to a better team. You know, the reason why you're up in the top 10 or top five is because you probably don't have a good quarterback. And then if you go to a team, and even if you sit, like, you know, if you ended up with the Steelers and, you know, you sat for a year with Ben Roethlisberger or you went to one of these teams that, you know, like the Bears are a playoff team. They just don't have a good quarterback. Uh, Washington football team, playoff team. They don't have a good quarterback. If you end up with one of those teams, you know, you, you might have a chance for long term success over Zach Wilson trying to survive the Jets. True, Dan. Uh, we went back to I went back to 2000 between 2000 and 2016. 44 quarterbacks went in the first round. Only three are with the teams that drafted them, and that's Ben Roethlisberger. Who's only got one more year. Aaron Rodgers, who could be moving on after next year, who knows? And uh, also uh, Matt Ryan, who, who has a couple more years left. And from 2009 to 2016, I did that because that was Stafford's year against Golf's year. So between Stafford's year in 2009 and Golf's year in 2016, Dan, 22 quarterbacks in the first round. None of them are with the team to draft them. And since 2017, we've had Haskins move on, Rosen move on, Darnold move on. It's just unbelievable how quarterbacks who were drafted in the first round since 2000, the vast majority are gone from the team that drafted them. He's Mel Kuyper, draft expert. Um, where should Mac Jones go? You know, I think to New England would be the perfect spot. Uh, you know, 49ers obviously are at three. You know, Kyle Shanahan seems to really like him. But I think the, the ideal spot would be San Francisco. Let's face it, Dan. What's better than being in a Kyle Shanahan offense? It guarantees, or Mike Shanahan offense as well. It guarantees the quarterback a chance for success. And the only thing, the only reason Jimmy Garoppolo isn't the quarterback defined clearly as our guy is because he hasn't been able to stay healthy. You know, a couple of years in fourth, the 49ers injured. The year in New England when he filled in for Brady he was hurt there. Only played in two of the four games when Tom was suspended. So he just hasn't been able to stay on the field. He had that meltdown in the late fourth, in the midway point of the fourth quarter in the Super Bowl. But the durability with Garoppolo is the biggest issue. Uh, but I think if Mac Jones goes there and he takes over for, for Garoppolo in year midway through year one or year two, whatever it is, he's going to have success. If he goes to New England, obviously it's, it's a Tom Brady fit as opposed to the Cam Newton fit. So I think either one of those spots would be good for Mac Jones. Did you scout Tom Brady? I did. What'd you think? Liked him. I had a yeah, I had a grade on him like late fourth, early. I don't hire he went, which I can tell you is all in print. Dan, we talked about it when he was. <laughs> I think the anniversary of that. We had they played the whole because of soundbite of what I said when he was drafted, and I had him ahead of Spurgeon. Win, remember Spurgeon? Win went from Southwest Texas State, <laughs> went ahead of Tom Brady to the Cleveland Browns. We're in Cleveland for the draft. Dan, Cleveland took Spurgeon win in that year out of Southwest Texas State over Tom Brady. I can look back and say, I didn't ahead of Spurgeon win. The Browns obviously didn't, and, and uh, Tom, Brady, Tom Brady's career would have been a little different had the Browns taken him instead of, of, uh, of uh, you know, the Spurgeon win, Dan. Uh, where'd you have Russell Wilson? Probably a little too low. I was, I, I, I don't, I say a little low, I mean, he's going to be a Hall of Famer, so everybody had him. He was a third-round draft choice. I remember saying that year, I don't know what Russell Wilson will be. I have no idea. He's only five, ten, and three quarters. We've never had that. We had Seneca Wallace around that size. You know, you had Doug Flutie going back to Fran Tarkington. There have been some. Fran Tarkington had a great NFL career, but uh, that that size, I said he was gonna he was gonna be the the, the, the quarterback who defined the next basically the next fifty hundred years of the NFL. And what he did, he opened up the opportunity for Kyler Murray to be the number one pick overall. His success or lack of 
was going to define how other quarterbacks under six feet were going to be viewed, Dan. And uh, the fact that he did great. Now, to, to what I said, I just said, I don't know. So if I don't know, I wouldn't have drafted him high, obviously. And he went in the third round. So, again, the NFL was kind of having that wait-and-see approach with Russell Wilson as well. Hey, go prove it. And if you prove it, then we'll look at 5'10", 5'11", quarterbacks a lot differently moving forward. I remember watching the Big Ten title game. We were in Indianapolis, and Kirk Cousins and Russell Wilson were going back and forth in a shootout. And then, you know, Kirk gets drafted, I think, fourth round. Russ gets drafted third round. Mm-hmm. But a, uh, a source of mine said at the time, uh, NFL scout, he said, if Russell Wilson was 6'2", he would be a first-round draft pick. Like, the, the difference in the mindset, it, even back then, was, hey, if he's 5'11", uh, I don't know. But if he's 6'2", he's a first-round draft pick. you believe that? Yep. Yeah, because it never happened before, Dan, yeah. to that level. And, and I think until somebody does it, like I said, he was a trailblazer. He he did something that, and I said this on the draft, I see, and John Gruden loved him. I give John credit. John loved him. Uh, and, uh, you know, he was screaming at me, it doesn't matter. Well, I said it matters because, let's face <laughs> it, I was kind of right and wrong. I was right in the fact he wasn't going to be a first-round draft pick. He was a third-round draft pick. So if we're talking about where he was rated, I didn't write. Now, did I have it right when he would end up being a Hall of Famer? No, but the rest of the league got it all wrong, too. 32 teams in this league. I mean, hey, Dan, Seattle waited until the third round. They could have very easily lost him, too. So I give them credit for, like, Brady. Brady goes to New England at the end of the sixth round. They took a kid from a cornerback from Virginia in the sixth round ahead of Tom Brady, the Patriots did. But give them credit because they were one of 32 that took him. Give Seattle credit because they were one of 32 that took Russell Wilson. But 31 teams got it wrong. They got it right, and he still went in the third round. So, again, I think he proved that it doesn't matter. And that's why, like I said, Dan, that's why Kyler Murray was the number one pick overall uh, coming out of Oklahoma. But when he had some struggles with Texas A&M and, and there were, people were wondering, he's going to play baseball? Even with that, he went number one overall. And that was all because of uh, Russell Wilson. Don't get defensive now. I, you know, I just want to, you know, I'm just asking these questions here. I don't want you to be yelling at me, all right? <laughs> don't make me mad, right, Dan? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Let's take Trevor Lawrence out of this. The one player that you say can't miss. I would say the receivers as a group, those top four. I think, I think, and I think when you pit, look at that pitch, you go to Devontae, Jamar Chase, and Jalen Waddle. I think all four of those are, that's your, to me, that's your second, third, fourth, fifth highest rated players in this draft behind Trevor. I think they're there, and I know receivers have some fails. You know, those are special guys. Those are, are the ultimate competitors that have the ability to help out on special teams like Waddle. Pitts is a unique talent. I would, I would bet on all four of those guys having great NFL careers. If, if one doesn't, that'll be it, Dan, and it might be good, not great. But I would, I would say you're pretty safe taking any one of those four players. That goes back to the Jets. They could have kept Sam Darnold and had one of those four, even with a trade down and picking up extra choices. So uh, Zach Wilson's going to be defined by his greatness or a lack of, and also be defined by how Sam Darnold does. So I think we're going to be looking back on that whole move. It's going to, it's going to define Joe Douglas's career with the Jets. If, if he hits with Zach Wilson, then Joe Douglas is going to have a winning award because he's going to draft well. they got good scouts. The Jets drafted well last year. They're going to get players around Zach Wilson. And they already have a much better talent base going into this year than they will they had last year for Sam. So he's going to have a chance. He's going to have a fighting chance. Sam had no chance. Zach Wilson's going to have a fighting chance if he's up to the task. Yeah, see, I'm just skeptical on Zach Wilson, and I'm skeptical on Trey Lance. I know they have talent. 
I just don't know, you know, what's it like with adversity? What's it like when you throw an interception? What's it like when you're facing an opponent who is a lot better than you? I, I don't know that. Um, and and I, that's why I just pause that the Jets are sold on Zach Wilson. And, and look, he looks like a guy who would be playing a guy who gets drafted number two overall. I understand that. I just, you know, we grew up in a time where we had so much more information on somebody. Like, we have too much information on Justin Fields. As a source said to me, people are overthinking Justin Fields. I don't get it. That's my, that's my thought process. But, I mean, it's hard to assess if I've got seven starts or, you know, 11 starts here. It's just kind of crazy. Or I have to be, I have to factor in your previous year, like Jordan Love, and then go, okay, who are you here? Uh, we don't factor in Justin Fields' great year the year before, but what he did this past year, it's like, well, I don't know. I got questions here. I mean, that's why it's an inexact science. You just said it. I was, I was just going to say, Dan, you just took words out of my mouth. I said that's why it's unpredictable. That's why you never know. About 50% of these first-rounders won't live up to their potential. Uh, it's just the way it is. It's trying to find, figure out who is, has the biggest bust factor and make those decisions. You go back to Phil Sims, came out of Moorhead State. You have Steve McNair out of Alcorn State. Doug Williams out of Grambling. We've had them. Joe Flacco was at Pitt, then he finished up at Delaware. But he had these. you're right. Uh, you think about Trey Lance and, and certainly uh, you know uh, Zach Wilson. They haven't been on the big stage. They haven't faced any elite opponents. And that's and now you're going to the Big Apple if you're Zach. And you're going to be going somewhere if you're Trey. Now, I think Trey, if he goes to the right team that can let him sit, watch, and learn for a year or two, he's only 20 years of age, Dan. He only had 17 starts. I mean, he completed less than 57% of his passes in six games against one double-A opponent. So he needs time. His accuracy needs to improve. He needs time. I think when you look at a guy like Zach Wilson, I think the arm talent, the undeniable ability he had to move around, athletic kid, basketball player in high school, just won over Joe Douglas. Because I, I, you know, Zach Wilson wasn't great in 2018 or 2019. He wasn't, Dan. Yeah. He, was, uh, he struggled with turnovers. He, he didn't have the accuracy he does now. He wasn't the quarterback he was this year. But this year, he definitely wowed everybody over against, as I say, a cupcake schedule. Uh, how much time will you spend on your hair tomorrow night? Very little, Dan. It's not like it, it's not. Hey, put it, Dan. Put it this way: it's not what it used to be. <laughs> <laughs> we're all we're all in that same boat. We're all in that same boat. Not you, Dan. You're you're rolling along. Oh, now. hey, it's great to talk to you. Congrats again for uh, all your success, Mel. You started all of this. Well, we can blame you and we can credit. It's like Oberman and myself on Sports Center. You can give us credit. You can blame us as well for what we did on Sports Center. I think we can do that to you with all the mock drafts that are out there. Hey, it'll always be the big show, Dan. I remember the book when Keith called me said, to do a little, little, little excerpt. With the, with, and I told Keith what you guys meant to, to the sports and ESPN. It was remarkable what you meant and how, how, how many fans I think you and Keith created all those years. Mel, great to talk to you, buddy. Have fun tomorrow night. You're the best, Dan. Take care, buddy. That's Mel Kuyper, draft expert. Their coverage starts tomorrow night at 8 Eastern. Greeny will be the host. Uh, you got Mel, you got Lewis Riddick, Booger McFarlane. Chris Mortensen, Adam Schefter, Susie Kolber in there as well. How about the big Zapple? Zapple, you know, for Zach Zach Wilson, Todd, the big Zapple. I think we can make that work. Okay. Zapple, Zapple, it's a little tricky with that third layer. No, you're not. I appreciate the effort. Okay, thank you. All right. I know you could do better than that. I'm challenging you. When we come back, I take issue with one of my idols. Back after this. 
Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, I'm John Middlecoff, and I host the 3 and Out podcast. Do you like football? Do you like the NFL? Do you like the NFL draft? Quarterbacks? Coaches? Well, I talk about it all on the show. I used to work for Andy Reid as a scout. Now I give you my unfiltered and raw opinions on everything that goes on in the NFL. And you know we're talking college football because of how important the draft is year-round. Listen to the 3 and Out podcast with me, John Middlecoff, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey guys, LeVar Arrington here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrified horsepower farther than ever before or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma 
delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. More on the 12-team playoff possibility coming up top of the hour. Once again, if you're just joining us, this was sent out by a couple of uh, insiders, Andy Staples, Stuart Mandel, FBS commissioners, considering expanding the college football playoff from four schools up to double-digit teams with the sense that 12 teams is building support. We'll dive into this coming up at the top of the hour. We've done this before where we have somebody on and we say, you're Mount Rushmore, give me your top five, give me your starting lineup. Well, Chris Haynes was on, hosted a podcast with Julius Irving, Basketball Hall of Famer, and he named his first team and second team all-time players. My, my first team is like Oscar Robinson and Jerry West, and I got uh, Will Chamberlain, Bill Russell, and Elgin Baylor. You know, that, that second team, the Magic, Michael, Larry, Carl Malone, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, uh, you know, those, those guys. I don't know how much time he had to think about this with the question from Chris Haynes, but he sort of going in a generational uh, direction there where you're picking Wilt and Bill Russell, Elgin Baylor, Jerry West, Oscar Robertson. And I understand that from that era, those are the players that you would be taking. And I'm glad he acknowledged Elgin Baylor. And then he went to the newer generation with the 80s with Michael and Magic and Larry. A little bit of the 90s, you put Carl Malone in there as well. Well, LeBron James didn't make the conversation. And uh, here is Dr. J explaining why LeBron is not one of his top 10 players. Well, you look at LeBron and the guy who has led the charge in terms of super teams being put together. Yeah. You know, when he put together a team in Miami. He put, mm-hmm. he put together a team together in Cleveland as well and put together a team in Los Angeles. So he could pick his own team. I ain't going to pick his team. Yeah, I'm not saying LeBron would argue these, these super teams always existed. If you look at all the championship teams, they've always had two, three, or even sometimes four all-stars. Players weren't picking their own teams. Yeah, you've had super teams, but, you know, James Worthy on the Lakers is not because James Worthy said, hey, I want to join the Lakers. Robert Parrish or Kevin McHale joining the Celtics wasn't, hey, we want to join the Celtics. They got traded there. But let me go back in time to Dr. J, and he's one of my favorite players, one of my favorite people. But he forgot, or he left out, that they acquired Moses Malone. And Doc couldn't win a title in the NBA. He had lost, uh, you know, in the two previous years, I think, when he got into the NBA from the ABA. And all of a sudden, they get Moses Malone, and they produce arguably the greatest postseason team of all time. That was the famous Moses Malone quote of fo fo fo. We're going to win four, and then we'll win four, and then we'll win four. We're going to sweep everybody. And Doc needed Moses Malone to win championship. 
Now, Moses was, a, I think, a free agent who went to Philadelphia. He joined up with a really good 76ers team, and they became a super team. That's one of the first instances, I think, that I can remember of a super team. Moses joined them and made them a super team. Now, you want to say that about LeBron joining Miami? Absolutely. But what he did in Cleveland is unprecedented. The number of times going to the finals, and he didn't have anybody with him. And then he leaves. They have a terrible record. They get Kyrie. LeBron goes back. They bring in Kevin Love, and you have your super team. Then he goes to L.A. And yes, has he, has he done that? Absolutely. But I can't, I can't just dismiss what he did on his own in Cleveland. I, I think he took maybe the worst roster ever to the NBA Finals. I got to give him credit for that. That's Herculean, Herculean what he did. But Doc was going by eras. But he did say he singled out LeBron that he's the one who ushered in the super teams. Therefore, he had a problem with that. Doc was the beneficiary of maybe the first super team where somebody joined you via free agents. But, you know, Doc can have his opinion. Everybody has their opinion on this topic. Yeah, see. Well, before it feels like it used to just be, oh, no, we traded for this guy. Or like, oh, no, this person, we just traded for them, so it's okay. And now it's, well, no, now we're all coming together to form a super team. It's like a, f- a funny way of changing the description of what happens today. Yeah, but you know? Moses was not traded to the 76ers, I don't believe, McLovin. Wasn't it, uh, he a free yeah, agent? just looked up restricted free agent. Yes. So, right, yeah. So yeah. he joined the 76ers. It just seems like the way it was spoken about then was different than now. Yeah, we didn't talk about, you know, that whenever Red Arbach would make a trade and all of a sudden it would benefit the Celtics. He'd fleece somebody. We'll talk college football playoff expanding to 12 teams. Coming up. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm not sure who's had more jobs, Seton or Pauly, or who's had more interesting jobs, Seton or Pauly. But like Seton worked at the airport. Yeah. He was a postman. Yep. Okay, those aren't exciting. Delivered flowers. Yeah. I was a security guard. I worked at a pharmacy. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, but Paulie was a bouncer. Yeah. DJ at a country western nightclub. And you sold beer at Scottsdale Stadium. Gosh, is that not the dream? I know. Miller Lite. I could use one right now. Times change, but you can always enjoy the great taste of Miller Lite. Tastes like Miller time. 
Miller Lite. Get it delivered to your door. Visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick. Or you can pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories, 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places.